Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reap the Spoils. I'm Mark Sullivan. I'm Delilah Lugo. I am Jason Kwasnicki. We're coming at you fast after that Bioshock Infinite episode. This is like sort of a continuation of that. I don't want to call it a part two. It's like a, it's like a sub part. Like a point five. Yeah. <laughs> Point Bioshock Infinite point five HD remix. Better watch for those innuendos. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a supplementary episode for Bioshock Infinite for the Burial at Sea DLC. Um, so kind of give you'll you the... also be talking a bit about Clash of the Clouds, which is really not much story, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure you you I'm, heard some I'm saxophones. I'm literally going to talk to that for like 60 seconds. Cool. <laughs> it's like Excellent. not going to take long. But uh, just to get this out of the way, uh, this is a spoiler cast. Uh, <gasps> spoilers ahead. If you have not played Bioshock Infinite, Burial at Sea, or the original Bioshock, I highly suggest you go play those games. And we have the good news is we have spoiler casts for both of those games. We have spoiler casts out for the original Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. And now, a spoiler cast for Burial at Sea. Excellent. What are you playing? You have you playing Bioshock? You have everything. You have everything you need right here. Um. So yeah, again, if you haven't played this, go play it. Uh, it Bioshock Collection was free on PS Plus uh, this past month at the time of this recording. So you have Burial at Sea. If you redeemed that, uh, go go give that a shot. It was uh, there. Stupendous. I think, I think it's worth playing. Like if you feel like, oh, it's just a DLC. I don't want to play at which play that. Which I'm of that mind. Don't be of that mind for this game. I think it's worth playing Burial at Sea. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we can just jump right into it. I- I'm not going to do the usual history lesson for uh, this DLC. Uh, I'm just, I just kind of want to jump in, um, start talking about, let's, let's just like start with episode one. This was released in two different episodes. Um, the first one being significantly shorter than the second one. Uh, so let's start with the first episode. Uh, what did we think of this episode? I guess I guess of the of the episodic structure as a whole for for this pointless. Why? <laughs> Damn. It should it should have all just been Elizabeth. The first episode. Oh. Hot take number 1. <laughs> Damn. The second episode is significantly more fun to play. Um I would agree in the sense that it's different. Like the first episode is it feels like much more of the base game of Bioshock right. Infinite, whereas Episode Two is distinctly different in a lot of ways. Yeah, the only oh sorry, tell, no, I was gonna uh, say the only difference is you get a a, a frost plasmid. What's it called? Old man. Old man winter. Old man winter. Yeah. Old <clears throat> man winter. Well, you get that in the second one as well. Yeah. Sorry, I, me- I meant for Bioshock Infinite. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah like episode one is just, I'd introduced that. You get it in the second one too, but like, yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, hey, let's jump into the story for episode one. Focus on what, what happened there. We you, you play as, Jason, did you understand what happened in this? 
Yes, I very much understood, and I come to the same conclusion. It was pointless. <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks because I was very excited in the beginning. When it started, I thought it would just be, you know, going off of the ending of the of Infinite. I thought it was just going to be an alternate reality where none of it really connected. It was just its own thing. And uh, I was kind of excited for just like a good old-fashioned detective romp in uh, in Rapture. And then it connected really uh, pointlessly. While I think that the second part as playing Elizabeth told a better story, I do feel like the first one set up the environment of Rapture before it went to shit really well and helped you kind of see what life was like before basically the people living there became splicers and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like that was probably the coolest part about it was that just yeah. was seeing Rapture as a society walking out on And all the little a... sisters like being like trained and whatnot. Yeah, that was surreal. But seeing, yeah, just like like I said, just seeing Rapture as a society, going out on High Street, people are out and about doing their daily routine. Sandra Cohen's doing some fucking crazy ass like art show. Where he's I love electrocuting that. People, yeah, he's what a, what a nut job. But I will say that I will say the first episode is is somewhat worth it just for that scene. And yeah. I, wish we, I wish we had gotten more that like just to go through the underworld of Rapture. On, on like a detective adventure, like uh, that the kind of pulp adventures that were, <clears throat> and serial novels that were popular in the time period that you know the game is supposed to have taken place, and that you know the aesthetic design of the game takes a lot of inspiration from. Yeah, uh, I felt like Sander Cohen's. Uh, kind of like mad artist uh, persona was a lot more apparent here. Whereas in the original Bioshock, like you knew that was the case, but you didn't really see it full fledged. It kind of reminded me a little bit of layers of fear. The, the main, the main character, the main villain in, in that game, how he was like a mad artist and nothing was good enough. And he had to destroy all of his art because he just couldn't get it get it right i guess a lot of that has to do with when we saw sander in the original um everything had already gone to shit there were splicers everywhere like who who knows he might have mostly gone crazy after the fall of rapture and this pretty much shows like no no he was a fucking he, nutcase he was always yeah he was always a nutcase he's like torturing people for the sake of his art People yeah. are there just watching it for show, and yeah, like <laughs> he's just—he's just crazy. Yeah, he would just electrocute his his uh, his subjects. <laughs> yeah. So the let, let, let's to dial it back. Still, I, I still want to just focus on episode one a little bit. This we play as a we we're led to think that we're playing as Booker. And by the way, Jason, I totally agree. I I kind of wish this was just a fun detective romp. Um, I was kind of looking forward to that more. I wasn't expecting it to tie into the original plot of the original Bioshock as much as it did. But uh, you play as who you think is Booker. Turns out it's actually a a version of Comstock in a reality where uh, instead of the, the uh, Elizabeth's finger getting cut off, her head gets chopped off. <laughs> yeah. And she dies, and he's riddled with guilt. And he winds up having the Lutesses bring him to a place where he can just forget about everything. 
they bring him to rapture warn him hey you're gonna lose your memories and he's like yeah all right and he starts to forget everything in rapture he goes back to being booker he becomes a detective he has an alcohol problem he adapts he adopts this girl let's like let's talk about sally a bit i guess because uh, elizabeth shows up wanting to find this girl and even even after the revelation at the end i still was just kind of left wondering like well, what the hell was her what was, what was the point of her yeah why yeah i agree like she was basically used as a plot device i don't think she was necessarily a good one no and the fate of her becoming a little sister was kind of uh I think, yeah you know, we'll it, get into it, it was we'll kind get of into obvious. it in episode two but we're never given a concrete motivation as to why any of this transpires well other the whole, than the whole thing is other than other than uh booker slash comstock being there well we learned we learned that that booker lost her while he was gambling she just kind she she essentially got kidnapped oh that's not what i meant i meant more um why does elizabeth come oh for her, yeah you know? well, i mean hey we can yeah. we can talk about it right now it's that it's that elizabeth is is hunting down Comstocks that remain, and and she found. Really, I think this is the only one. I think the implication is this is the only Comstock that still remained, and she wanted to make him pay for what he did, which was decapitate this little girl and try to run away from it. Was it that it was the only Comstock that remains, or it was the only option, the only version of Comstock that she could? Uh, approach to like kill off essentially uh i mean i guess it could have been either or i thought it was the only comstock but i, I yeah it, 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 i feel like it really doesn't matter it doesn't matter in the like, end i feel like overall that plot was kind of sloppily it's, put together yeah it gets muddled because later we'll talk about it in episode two but yeah well because because you it's two different elizabeths yeah yeah and that's yeah things get really muddy there um yeah, I don't really think we have much more to say about it. Oh, was fighting a big daddy cool? <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. Of course it was. It was a big yeah. daddy. <laughs> it, was like... it was also significantly harder. Yeah, it felt that way. I, I guess because it was the end of the end of the episode, it was essentially the final boss of episode one, so it needed to be a little challenging. Well, the entire I found it made more sense in the um in episode two, but I found in episode one the entire thing just felt until the end a little more difficult because at any given time I had like two bullets for my hand cannon yeah. and like three bullets for my Tommy gun. Yeah. And you could, I, I could just could never find any more ammo off of any enemy. Nobody, no one, none of my enemies dropped anything. So I just was always out of ammo, always out of, uh, out of plasma juice, whatever the fuck it's called. It's I almost, forget. It's almost like, um, um, Adam, Adam, yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, it's almost like they tried to evoke, like how much how the original Bioshock tried to evoke like horror themes. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like this game or this DLC tried to do that as well, but like more survival horror by like giving you limited resources, even though none of it none of it was really scary. Like it was just right. like if anything, it was a little stressful from time to time, but it didn't have that horror aesthetic that the original had but they tried to go for something by giving you limited resources yeah which and was that, just annoying yeah. after being used to like a plentiful resources right like the second one achieved this much better 
which is yeah. why I think it works and it was much more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, we got a new vigor. We talked about a little bit old man winter. It's pretty much just an ice power. It's like, it's, it's a- very useful for the, again, the second episode where <laughs> you're far weaker, but like in this one, it's like, eh. yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, and, and the radar range you got, it was it, the radar range was cool, but it was an optional weapon that you got way too late. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you, either of you did. Did either of you hunt down the radar the radar range? No, I, I don't think so. I got it accidentally, but it is okh. a fucking awesome weapon. It, it was really cool, but Delilah, just so you know, it's like it's like a it's like <gasps> oh a, yes, I did, I did, I did. Okay, I did get it. Sorry, like I remember mini, it now. Yeah, the mini satellite that blows people up that yeah. like vaporizes them. You have to like charge it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I I thought that was pretty cool. Old Man Winter kind of failed to wow me, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've really kind of said most of what we need to say about episode one to go into episode two, and yep. uh, yeah, I guess just, let's just let's just make the jump. Um, episode two starts off with Atlas. You, you seeing you face to face with that? Can we talk about like what is at what is Atlas's like actual voice? Because I feel like his voice just changes on a whim. To have like the the voice that we remember hearing for the majority of the game in that deeper Frank Fontaine voice. Wait, wait, wait! You're talking about Atlas or Ryan? I'm talking about Atlas, who is uh, Frank uh, Fontaine. His voice like keeps changing. It, it seems to me, at least, because Atlas Atlas had that. Uh, I can't really tell if they're going for Irish or Welsh. I think Irish. Yeah, accent. <laughs> I think they were going for I- uh, Irish, but yeah. like, because he's supposed to be an Irish immigrant. Yeah, but he, right? but, but yeah. But he's Frank Fontaine, and Frank Fontaine has a distinctly deeper voice. But they, I don't know. It's 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 always it was kind of weird in Bioshock One, and it was even weirder in this one when, like, mm-hmm. on a whim, his voice would just change, whether it was in an audio diary or something else. Um, but anyway, Atlas is there, uh, tasks Elizabeth with. You know, I don't. I don't need to regurgitate plot, but we 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 could just talk about the big points that are kind of just like, whoa, what the hell. Um, she dies. She died, and it's a you're playing as another Elizabeth. Did this ever really get well explained? No. Like it's, yeah, it in the like, intro scene, you're just walking through Paris and you see Sally, which was really cool, by the way. It yes, was, it's well done cinematically, and you follow Sally. You don't know really why this Elizabeth would even know the significance of Sally. Um. I liked the little red balloon she was carrying around because it reminded me of it. Yeah, it was very, uh, very it inspired. It was such an it beginning point. <laughs> it was crazy. But, uh, but yeah, especially the point where you follow Sally down into a room. It's completely dark. You just see a mirror and you realize you can't go forward and you turn around and then you see Sally as a little sister with just the white eyes. That actually generally creep, gen- yeah. genuinely creeped me out scariest part yeah um but yeah you wind up playing as like an elizabeth where a bunch of elizabeth's collapsed into one and she had her finger and didn't have her powers and the elizabeth we that was with us in the first episode died from the big daddy i feel like that's it's again it's kind of clumsily put together and a lot of this DLC kind of seems like it was kind of just made 
for the end of episode two to somehow tie these characters into what happens to cause Bioshock one. Yeah. And like, yeah, we find I've... out Elizabeth is the one that aided Atlas and, and basically attacking Rapture. And then she's also the reason Atlas was able to get the code word or the code phrase to <laughs> would you kindly control, yeah to to mind control jack it's it's elizabeth's fault for pretty much all of that well i was under the impression that she purposely did that like she knew she gave him the code because she knew that he would eventually be spoilers for bioshock <gasps> <laughs> yes you're right she had seen in a vision that he would fail anyway so she said here you go have at it well you've also seen the vision jack uh with the little sisters uh him saving them yeah right like she knows everything's gonna turn out for the best and she know she knows that uh sally's gonna make it out safe so she's just like here you go have fun you're gonna die yeah (laughs) (laughs) but (sighs) i didn't like it yeah no neither did i and there was others there was there was this one thing that really pissed me off, and oh, it retroactively retroactively ruined what I, in our previous cast, I said was one of the best character moments in Infinite. Yeah. Which was um, Daisy. God, Daisy, yeah. They're like apparently the Leticia, Leticia's Lutess, Lutess, the Lutess, the Lettuce twins. Apparently, they're just like Yo Daisy. Uh, you gotta pretend to, that you're gonna kill this kid so that um, so that Elizabeth can kill you, and Daisy just oh, oh okay yeah <laughs> so, yeah I yeah. thought that really uh, like diluted her character a lot yeah it, it's like why are you just gonna trust these people these like two weirdos that <laughs> teleport around yeah it's like yo if if two weirdos just like teleported into this room with me right now yo you just gotta. You know, when your girlfriend gets home, just let them pretend like you're going to kill the dog and let your girlfriend kill you. Oh, yeah. Okay. On one hand, it doesn't make Daisy like a bloodthirsty mad woman. On the other hand, it's like, well, you were kind of cool when you were because it seemed like you had a purpose and a, and there a was drive. Mo- there was motivation. There was character reasons behind it. Yeah. yeah. they it, Like, it could have done without that. There was a lot of things that it could, like, there, there was no need to have, like, this deeper explanation behind the fall of rapture or the um how atlas came to have the, the code phrase how how elizabeth came to kill daisy which it also yeah. implies the lutes twins like were planning to interfere with rapture like they were trying to set that all up i guess uh i wouldn't say because that they, because they wanted elizabeth to quote unquote grow up or mature I don't think to get those, to the point where she would go. I don't know. I don't think those two correlate. Um, maybe I'm yeah. Maybe I'm grasping at straws, but but it, the, the the point still remains that that right. They're just, yeah. I didn't like to me to me the original Bioshock is kind of hollowed ground. Yeah. It doesn't need. It did not need to be touched. It did not it, need to be added to. It, you didn't need to know why he knew the phrase. Like it there's it doesn't add anything right. to the original he's a, game. He's a power he was a, he was a power hungry maniac. There's like an no pun intended, an infinite number of ways that he could have obtained that. 
Right. Yeah. And the I way think... that he wound up obtaining it was Elizabeth somehow gotten in- involved and just gave it to him. Yeah, I think the sole purpose of this DLC was to connect Bioshock to Bioshock Infinite. And I really can't think of a good way that they could have done it. So I do think they did their best. But to your point, they didn't need to connect them. The best know? the best way this or the, the best thing they could have done, in my opinion, I think Jason would agree, and probably you too, is Delilah, is that yeah, just give us an unrelated detective story. We still have these characters, but they haven't had the experiences that we've already gone through. They don't need to. It's just an infinite number of realities. So, yeah. Which was the promise of the ending of the original these people, Infinite. Yeah, so these characters, there's a, there's a reality with Rapture where these p- characters that we're familiar with were there. And they lived out their own lives. And... It happened. It, it, it does have an unrelated plot that maybe happens during the fall of Rapture. That would have been just as, if, probably more compelling. This was, while it was compelling, it was also confusing and unnecessary. And uh, arguably, the, what I'm proposing would have been even more unnecessary because it would have no plot relevance. But it would be interesting. It would be different. It would be. Uh, there wouldn't be as much. I, I, I contingent on you having played everything prior. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. No, I agree. And I, now there's no potential in a future Bioshock for, you know, with, with the promise of the ending of infinite of all these alternate realities, you know, there's no promise of like, say having Elizabeth maybe have a role in a future Bioshock. It, it's all like circular. If you understand what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. I, I do. Um, it, it it almost it contains itself where the original Infinite kind of left everything open to yep. wherever it wanted to go. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But gameplay wise, it seems like you guys really liked it. I yes. actually didn't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, spicy well, one. <laughs> it was it was long. Yeah, um, it was. Mm-hmm. And that bothered me a little bit. I felt I felt like what took away from it is that Bioshock is such a it's it's so fun to explore, especially the design that they had in the DLC. And I felt like with her only having the what is it peeping Tom plasmid where you could see through walls and stealth around, which kind of gave it a little bit of a dishonored vibe. Um, yes. It took it, it didn't motivate me to explore. And that bothered me. Especially having been so used to doing it. Um, and I felt like a game like Dishonored just did it so much better that, like, I'm not trying to compare, but like when you play games like that and then you have them now creating a stealth type gameplay, while I think it makes sense for Elizabeth's character, it didn't feel as fun for me as a player, especially when enemies are respawning constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit that I'm biased because I just love stealth games generally. Mm-hmm. You know, huge Metal Gear Solid fan. Huge, uh, not Assassin's Creed, um, um, Hitman. I don't know why I was thinking of Assassin's Creed. Uh, you know, I, I like Dishonored. So I was really into the stealth mechanics, the crossbow, the uh, peeping Tom. And in terms of exploration, I actually liked the fact that now upgrades, instead of just buying them, you had to like actually search them out in vaults and whatnot. You had to save up or find lock picks 
um and you could find and the the upgrades here actually were really impactful yeah like for example the possession the one of the first upgrades i found you permanently will possess turrets and whatnot and yeah. turn them and turn them into your allies forever which came in real handy in certain yeah. um certain areas so i i actually enjoyed it immensely especially new abilities like crawling through um Vents. Vents and whatnot to getting the high ground and the advantage over enemies. Yeah, well, how the how the first episode was like in so many ways the same as the base game. This episode took all that and just changed it. Like even yeah. like you said, even from the upgrades, like it was so it was kind of really disappointing to go into that first episode and be like, oh, I got to buy upgrades still for like the three plasmids I have and. For my guns, and the episode's so short that it doesn't even really matter much. Yeah. And this was like, all of your upgrades have to be obtained by exploring the environment, finding things, lock, or, or picking locks, and and that was way cooler than uh, than episode one or even the base game. Um. Pick, lock, lock picking, you know, you actually do. It, it was, thank God, it was really, really basic. Yeah. Because yeah. I would have torn my hair out if we had to do pipe puzzles again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank God that was really basic. The the crossbow I thought was yeah it was I, for the record I played on um, I played on 1999 mode. 1989. It's 1999. Wasn't it? It was on both. Okay, I well, thought it was 1989 for. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 1998 mode. 1998 oh, mode. Yeah. yeah. It, okay. that, that's I know there was an eight. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Um, the name of the mode, just like how 1999 mode was a callback to System Shock 2's original release here, 1998 mode is a callback to Thief: The Dark Project. Oh. Very fitting. Yes, very fitting. Um. So. <sighs> Where was I? We're talking about. We were talking about the gameplay, how we prefer yeah, yeah, the. Yeah. Well, you guys prefer the stealth and and this yeah, over the, the, know, the base game. I really liked the. I, I really liked it just because of how different it was. Like, jumping on hooks and like having to land quietly and and just bonking people in the back of that. By the way, yeah. So the difference between 1998 mode, I don't know how it was like, but just playing it regularly. But you had to use entirely non-lethal means to kill anyone. Yeah. So. I think there was a revolve or the hand cannon. If you play, yeah, it. I played normal. You can play it as an action game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't in nineteen ninety eight nineteen ninety eight mode. You don't get a hand cannon. You don't get any lethal weapons. It's just you get the crossbow and your your two plasmids and which was the most useful weapon anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was it was it was great. Um, yeah, in normal you get the hand cannon, the shotgun, and you get the radar gun. Oh, okay. Well, there yeah. You go. Yeah, I, I I was pretty much only using only able to use the crossbow, um, the air hook bunks on the back and the um, plasmids. Yeah, I really I really would have liked it more if the enemies didn't regenerate uh, respawn. I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like it would have been better that way. But like every time I went to go back to explore another area, they respawn again, and everything I did was for nothing. I'm just like, oh god, this is annoying. And there were a lot of enemies, and they hit hard. So yeah, 
That was that's actually one thing, one negative I'll give it. And I know they're trying to um they were trying to obviously show the fact that Elizabeth is much weaker, I guess. Um, but literally two shots uh, on normal difficulty, two shots and you were done. Yeah. And, and medical mm-hmm. kits and whatnot, healing items so few and far between. Exactly. And I love stealth games too, like you, Jason. I, I just felt like this was not done as well. Like in a Dishonored game, even a Metal Gear game, I put everyone to sleep. I'm able to explore around, yes. go to the next room, come back if I need to. This game, I felt like it wasn't there. Like I said, had the enemies not respawned, everything would have been much better. I probably would have preferred this over their original Bioshock Infinite gameplay. I I, agree. I can see that. And, you know, to a degree, uh, I agree. I guess it was just because it it didn't bother me enough to to uh, make me not like this more over the base game, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I kind of just want to jump back to plot stuff again real fast because there is a there is a part where this this DLC doesn't entirely take place in Rapture. We do go back to Columbia for a little while to get another Lutest particle and then Su Chong, the scientist working for (laughs) Ryan from uh, from the original Bioshock, wants you to get a hair sample, which turns out to be Elizabeth's hair. You smart lady, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's a voice actor, man. If that if that game came out today, man, there would be like Twitter, Twitter but, explosions. Anyway, so uh, you you wind up going through Fink's factory some more, um, which was kind of it was kind of cool because it, 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 it like it was gross and you got to see some of the fucked up things that Fink has done in his research. And you mm-hmm. wind up, I, I alluded to this in our Bioshock Infinite pod, or, uh, spoiler cast. Um, this is where we kind of learn the origin of the Vigors. And it's that a tear opened that allowed Fink and Suchong to trade research and help each other. And uh, Suchong wound up giving him... You mean plasmids, right? Vigors. No, Vigors. So Su- Suchong wound up giving Fink... A lot of his research on plasmids, which led Fink to develop Vigors, yeah. Yeah. But then he gave him the research to make the Big Daddies, yeah. Um, No, the Songbird was actually based on the Big Daddy research, but the thing that Su Chong wanted was how... How uh, Fink, how Fink and, the, and them at Columbia were able to get Songbird to imprint on a person, because that's the trouble that Suchong was having with the Big Daddies and to the yeah, little was, sisters. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Seeing going through and seeing all the glass cases with like the dead gorilla, and like just going, they were just comment. Uh, Elizabeth was commenting on like the biology of it. Yeah, like that was pretty cool. I and, thought. And while Suchong thinks it has something to do with. The, the hair sample which is elizabeth's hair because that's who songbird was imprinted on uh what it really all it really was this is i don't really care much for this either uh, all it really was was an act of kindness yeah that's what that's what caused the imprinting uh, the real, mr bubbles the real treasure <laughs> was the friends we made along the re- the way right guys <laughs> so and you even get that moment like you even get that moment later when you're back in rapture and and you and the, the two little sisters wind up helping you to help the big daddy 
move out of the way and he imprints on them because it was an act of kindness. Yeah. And then you see him brutally murder Su Chong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny, I thought. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Um, it's, it's just Su Chong's voice actor. It just made me <laughs> laugh the entire time. Um, how did you guys... I don't know how you guys react to this stuff. I recoil big time. That torture scene... The lobotomy scene? Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was, I think it was meant to be gruesome. I, I, I don't do well with that stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I didn't, it, it didn't really have that kind of effect on me. Uh, when it's like, I, oh, sorry. No, 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 sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, uh, honestly, at this point, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. It was just alluding to like really inhumane, unethical scientific practices that they used to perform on humans back in the days. Yeah, and like, it's like, it's like Planet of the Apes in the beginning when they take out one of the astronauts' uh, lobe, and he's just running around. And like body <laughs> torture and body horror like that just really skeeves me out. Um, especially when you like see the effects of it on your screen. You see the colors of the screen change because like something is getting jammed into her eye. Ugh, it just grosses me out. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I I really I did not enjoy that, but I guess for a good reason. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the intention was definitely you were not supposed to enjoy that. No, I'm <laughs> the, glad you did it. <laughs> the scene was weird, though, because she legitimately at that point had no fucking idea what he was talking about. Yeah. So it was almost like that seemed pointless. Like, it's not like there was some character motivation she had for well, no, holding he anything was, back. He was trying to he was trying to just get information out of her that he thought she had and she didn't. But once no, 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 on I'm Sally. Saying, I'm saying for Elizabeth, like, I guess the scene would have been more impactful if, like, Elizabeth had already realized what he was talking about. Oh, got it. I gotcha. Because she had no fucking idea what he was talking about, so she had no way out. Well, it's it's funny, because she did, she just didn't know she knew, you know, and and once... I guess, yeah. She didn't know she knew, but she knew that she needed to do that to know, to push the story (laughs) forward. (laughs) <laughs> say that's, that sentence three that's, times fast that's, that's deep <laughs> wow <laughs> what if I told you uh, the only other thing that I can think of to talk about uh, unless you guys think of something else uh, th- this other figure that we get is uh, Ironsides like, I didn't use it at all it was kind of a waste I don't think it was a particularly useful thing. I, I, I used it a lot for the trophies or for the trophy that it was involved with. And then I didn't use it again. What did it do again? Did it give her a shield? If you, yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it, it absorbed ammo. Okay. Like you use it, someone shoots you, you absorb, you absorb that shot into ammo and then gotcha. you have ammo, which was kind of useful at times on 1998 mode. But mm. otherwise it was kind of like, I feel like you could have done something cooler. Peeping Tom was, was definitely useful. At first, I was kind of meh on Peeping Tom. No, that, that shit was useful as hell. Yeah, yeah, you could turn invisible. Yeah. Yeah. If you upgrade it. Once I, well, yeah, once I realized, I, I thought no, it was. You don't just... have to upgrade it. Yeah, I think you have to upgrade no, it to just... turn invisible. No? no? No, no. You can. You can. You, you just can hold L2 while you're walking. From the start, yeah, but it expends a lot of Atom. Oh, okay. Um, so you have to you, there's an upgrade where it doesn't expend as much atom or doesn't expend atom at all while you're standing still. Yeah. Yes, okay. Um that makes- but it's yeah, that that was super useful and 
definitely played into the stealth gameplay a lot more than I thought it than I initially thought it did. You also get it from a real pervy area. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. You, you saw all those like magazines. Yeah. Like, we didn't have those kinds of books in the tower. <laughs> and that was a really cool area because you you can go into the back and there's Elizabeth's um her her like nineteen tens dress mm-hmm. is is there. That's where she went to get something that was more fitting for the area. Yeah. That was a cool. That was a cool shot. That was, or uh, shop. That was a cool um, area. Area to find. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really have much more as it pertains to. Do we have any more story beats that we want to touch on that we forgot? Uh, anything else you want to talk about? The crossbow had. Um, you could get those noisemaker bolts. I hardly use those. The gas ones were really cool though. Yeah, the gas ones were fun. I guess the only thing really to mention is that Ryan does show up for, not even show up. You just he, you talk to him very briefly. Yeah, like, and it's really just him being there to be there. Both sides of the yeah, both sides of the civil war kind of turned against you at some point, and yeah, Ryan kind of he he doesn't even show up. It's just like that whole image of him with his face down and the hat covering his face and on the on the teleprompter or whatever talking to you. And he sends goons in after you, but the goons are no different than anything you've yeah. fought before. So it's nothing. I found that scene funny because he's like, "My men are outside, and you have precisely two minutes to prepare." Well, I, legit- I legitimately <laughs> thought that he was. Uh, I thought he was bluffing. So I did. I didn't do any preparation, and then everyone started. I? Everyone started storming, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" He was telling the truth. Oh shit. <laughs> It was like it, I, I laughed at his dialogue because it was almost like listening to Doctor Evil talk, like Mister Powers. My men will come to kill you in two minutes exactly. <laughs> uh, so you think Ryan has like a little um, a, a mini Ryan next to him? Looks just like <laughs> him. Probably would his ego. Uh so I, I guess you guys didn't like how uh, how it ended, right? I, no. no, I didn't. No, because I, I don't. There was no reason to tie it to the original Bioshock's plot. Yeah. To, I mean, there was a better way to tie it than make it so that these people were the f- real reason why a lot of that stuff went down. Yeah, there was no reason for that. Yeah, I agree. And and now, that's just that's immortalized. Like anytime you go back and play the original Bioshock, you're like, oh. That's Elizabeth's if, fault. If yeah. anything, tease the potential of another one by like sending Sally to another reality or something like that. Mm. Huh. I don't know, I, th- that's what I would. I don't know. Well, it, that's uh, just like all it does. Is, but... All it does is be like, oh yeah, Sally is one of those girls that lived with Jack at the end. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I'm saying send Sally to another reality where she actually has an impact on that world. Mm-hmm. And then in the future, who knows? Yeah, because it's almost as if they assume the good ending of Bioshock was canon. Right. I think I think that was confirmed, though. Yeah. That that is okay. canon. That, that is canon. I, I think in our podcast we discussed that. Yeah. Oh, maybe we did, and that, my memory sucks. Well, sounds like somebody <laughs> needs to go back and listen to episode two or reap the spoils. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> who, who knows their Bioshock shit now? Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really. This, 
this DLC wasn't necessary. Um, mm. I don't think the plot was really as effectively... Like, I don't think the base game's plot was effectively told, but once you really dig deep and read about... Like, read all about it and try begin to understand, like, the, the course of events and stuff, it makes sense. There's a lot in this DLC that I don't really feel makes sense. Yeah. Um... Or that, or that we're just supposed to like take for granted, like this, like this whole Elizabeth dying situation, and a bunch of others just like collapse, and suddenly she's there in Rapture again, but doesn't have any of her shit. Like that, like how does that get explained? And at least like the lettuce weirdos, like they made sense in Infinite. Here they're just like there. Yeah. Well, I don't think they they had to have much plot relevance, but. I don't know. I didn't hate the the whole bit where she where they where they both tell Daisy like yeah you gotta you gotta coax her into being a little more grown up or whatever. I I I didn't mind that. It just turned Daisy into a plot a plot piece plot device yeah, yeah. other yeah. than a character. I yeah I would agree with that. Um yeah I no I yeah I would agree with that one hundred percent. So, do you feel like people need to play this, especially considering we're going into the next Bioshock? Yeah, I mean, at this point, yeah, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's canon. Yeah. It's pretty much a requirement at this rate, if you, if you want to understand the full effect of the story. I think, Um, I think Sally might actually, I don't know, I, I really, shot in the dark, if, if they actually care about connecting whatever new Bioshock is on the horizon, then it may very well be through this specifically now named little sister, Sally, but mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll say, I guess, uh, any other final thoughts? Nope. The only other thing that I want to bring up is the, the other piece of DLC that came with Bioshock infinite is clash in the clouds. Oh yeah. It's fun. It's definitely not necessary. It's just an arena shooter with four different stages. The cool thing is you can you you get a museum that you can you earn money through doing the the arenas and you can use that money to buy like artwork, kinetoscopes, music, models and and stuff like that in the um in the museum. It's pretty cool for that and you open you wind up opening a tear after buying everything. That goes back to the Lutess house, and uh, there's like five voxophones in there. None of them were really important. I don't even remember what they said, <laughs> but they were there. I think it was more mostly just about um, Robert and Rosalind's relationship and a little foreshadowing to what we were going to see in Burial at Sea, at least as far as Su Chong is concerned. If I recall, Su Chong's name came up in one of those, mm. but... And, like, the only other thing I'll leave you with is there's another tear that opens up in the museum that when you open it, a, a it's it's a puddle and a splicer from Rapture jumps out. <laughs> and as soon as that happens, uh, the game reloads and reloads you back to the beginning. Huh. Like, okay. like, back to the beginning of where you start the DLC, um, which was just kind of cute. <laughs> But yeah. That's fun. Clash in the Clouds. I had some fun with it. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say, guys? Think we should wrap this uh wrap this bad boy up? 
Oh, I have a question that you might have to cut out if this is a dumb one. Oh boy. <laughs> um, did so there was a, a host. I can't remember if it was in the first or second part. It might have been in the second. No, the first part. It was a Houdini, not a splicer, but like it had the same like teleporting abilities as the Houdini splicer. Yeah. Did you catch that? Okay, so I'm not. I was like, oh, is that like like the t- the Houdini splicer before it became a Houdini splicer? Like whatever science they created to like teleport. Oh, I thought I just thought it was a Houdini splicer. Okay. Like I guess yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't know they were splicers like, until they went crazy. From what I can, well, from what I in episode one, we're in the Fontaine, the sunken Fontaine department store, where there's mm-hmm. like Fontaine is trapped, and so are all of his army. And I thought all those people had already become sl- splicers. They'd already gone insane, and they'd already sided with Fontaine. But this guy was just like a like a waiter. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could still have. I mean, look at look at your player character. You can still have powers without being a splicer. So maybe he just hadn't called crazy yet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I thought that was cool. Yeah, but I know. Yeah, I saw that. So you don't have to cut it out. <laughs> I'm gonna anyway. No, I'm not. Gonna it do was that. not dumb. <laughs> this, this this gets the uh, the stamp of approval. The non the not dumb question stamp. Yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, that's all we got. Uh, thank you for listening to this supplementary piece. Um, of of reap the spoils for Bioshock Infinite burial at sea i hope you enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed the dlc a whole lot more than we did um <laughs> it's not that it was bad they're just yeah I, I mean you listen to the episode you know our opinions i don't have to reiterate oh <laughs> delilah what you doing what, what you got you got any plugs um honestly nothing other than what i plugged last episode i i started playing Darksiders Genesis. I streamed that on Sunday. That was pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to post my last part of Bioshock Infinite on 1999 mode, hopefully this week. Probably by the time this is out. <laughs> That's it. Oh, and I released an episode of Complete or Beta today. I'm in it. Ah, nice. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Jason, you don't have anything going on, right? Yeah, I got the thing. I'm at Solid Quaz. <laughs> <laughs> go to my go to my web zone and leave a comment if you want a my, pizza roll. My web zone. Pizza roll. <laughs> go to my web zone. <laughs> yeah, I got. I don't have much going on. Jason and I are just obsessively talking and playing the uh, the Final Fantasy VII demo that just came out. Oh, I wish I could play it. Yeah, but that's 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 kind of about it at this point. Oh, oh, I loaded up Dreams, and Dreams is like my favorite thing now. Oh my god! I spent like two or three hours playing people's dreams uh, last night, and it was fucking hilarious. Could you make an intro song for Dead Cell Media's podcast? If Reap I the spoils, if I ever figure out how to create anything, <laughs> I will. I've I've only played other people's shit, but if I ever figure that out, I I will totally do that. Cool. Dream the dream, Mark. Uh, Living the dream. You can find me on Twitter at Nibble Hymian. You can follow uh, Delilah on Twitter at Assassina underscore son. And she's also at Twitch at Assassina hyphen son. Underscore. Is that still still underscore? It's underscore. Just search Assassina something son and you'll find her. Um, Yeah. 
You can follow Jason on Twitter at Solid Claws, but don't follow him. He's got nothing going on. He will actually <laughs> he will actually block you if you follow him on Twitter. That's not true. We got a comment on our YouTube web zone, and I responded kindly. Yeah, but, somebody but, somebody liked our, but our not on, last podcast. But not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed this, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please review and rate the show. Five stars are preferred. Positive words are much preferred. Um, if you're watching or listening on YouTube, share the show, share the channel, subscribe to the channel, uh, leave a comment, tell us what you like, tell us what you didn't like, tell us what you want to hear, and... Yeah, the next game that we're planning on playing, as Delilah mentioned in our last episode, uh, but I'll just reiterate it here, uh, the next game we're playing is A Plague Tale Innocence, which I believe is on Xbox Game Pass, Um, so you should be able to get it there if you have Game Pass, I think. Um, otherwise I think it's, I've seen it go on sale recently, so you can grab it there and play it this month and join us in about a month for another episode of Reap the Spoils. Yes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now.